Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Then I met him in another meeting, introduced to me by one of our great friends, uh, Evangelist Elvis Ebenbafwo. And uh, I was in a meeting when he was talking. And then he began to talk about planting of churches. And he made mention of something. I said, this man is my friend. <laughs> Amen. It, it doesn't take long to know your friends. In fact, when people start speaking, you should determine whether they should be your friend or not. <laughs> because he cannot say anything that is not from inside. When people start speaking, just listen to them for 30 minutes. That is why the content you carry is very important. If you stand anywhere and you are speaking and people are listening, no, you are, you are creating barriers or opening doors for people to come in. Because they will listen to you and determine where they should place you. I love Jesus who sat at the age of 12 before doctors and lawyers. And when he got up and left, he said, this boy is something else. People are the greatest gift God will ever bring into your life. The greatest opportunities. But they are the most difficult people. It, no, it is the most difficult opportunity to handle. Because what you do around the space of people for just 30 minutes will determine how far you will go in life. And we just want to thank God for the life of this man. Uh, when I heard him say something like, they are not here for, to create churches from associations of villages. And he said it in a very powerful way, the Nigerian way. I can't say it. The Nigerians have a way they speak. <laughs> Ghanaians always admire how they speak, but we can't imitate them. We are not giving that. He said it so powerfully. He said it. He said, this is not village association. We are here to plant church. I said, this is my friend. And that is because I have never understood why Somebody should go. Of course, there, there, there can be a church that follows some people. The most difficult thing, you can't call it an international church. For example, when I grew up, one of the deep, most difficult things I, I encountered was there were churches in the part of the north where I come from, but no native was born again. So I kept asking myself, but what are all these churches doing? And I tagged them, follow up churches. They are following up their members from the southern part of Ghana. And during Easter celebration, when the members are going for Easter celebration, no church. Can you imagine this? And I hated that thing. So when I got born again, I said, never. My people must be born again. And so I went to the north and I did that. So when Pastor Issue started sending me to, my Pastor Issue is my head pastor. 
my senior pastor. When he started sending me, I used to be the missions director of our church, started sending me to Europe and the Americas to start church. Any pastor I put there, I told him, you are not forming an African church. If it is Africa, move. Go back to Africa. You are not forming a Ghanaian church. And I fought. Hey, they will not take it. My point is that look at how beautiful we are celebrating today. International Day. We are seeing the Jamaican. We are seeing the Togolese. We are seeing the Mexican. And we are together. It's the diversity of life is the power of life. Diversity of life is the power of life. What makes you so strong is not just your heart, but your kidneys too. But they are different. If only your heart, if you were only a heart, we won't see you. Diversity creates the power of existence. And we just want to thank God for what God is doing. Shall we put our hands together and we thank God for the man of God and his wife. We have grown to love them so much. And uh, we, we've grown to love them so much. And we cherish our relationship. And for that matter, we cherish this church also. We love to be in your midst. And uh, we give God the praise. Today, I think some guys followed me here. I can see two of my pastors. My, my pastor in Ghana, two of the children are here. I can see... Victor and Edna that are here. They followed me up here. Thank you for coming. Oh, your daughter is sitting by you. I can see that. All right. Their mom is a pastor in our church. One of the oldest pastors in our church. She's doing so strong. So, and they are also in church doing many things. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to preach to you a very short message. But I believe that will carry you for many, many years. Amen. And more importantly, place you in a place where God will have to bless you. See, there are things you can, you can know. And you just know that this knowledge I have has been the source of all the good things in my life. I, I have such such knowledge here and there that I just know this thing changed me and has been with me and has been the source of all the good things in my life. I want to speak to you about a thankful heart. A thankful heart. A thankful heart means a heart full of thanks. A thankful heart. The heart of a man, the Bible has so many descriptions, but one of the descriptions I don't like is the one in Jeremiah. That says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Very wicked. And don't, don't be surprised. Look at all the carnage that goes on. Look at what happened in, 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 in uh, Las Vegas just a few weeks ago. I was in Ghana, but I couldn't phantom that a human being will arm himself with all these guns just so that he can see people die for what they have done, you don't know. You, you, you don't know what they have done to him. If you want to die, just die. <laughs> Most people, but that is the heart of a man. The human heart 
can be very wicked. I've been telling a story anytime I want to teach on this. About, and you can never know what is in a man's heart. You can never know. Patting your back, I love you. And yet he has a dagger. I've been telling the story of, in 1979, we had one of the, one of the, you know, in Ghana, my nation, we had one of the military coup d'etats. This was called a palace coup because it was a military coup against a military government. So they call it a palace coup. But, but it was a very young lieutenant, flight lieutenant, who has, who has become one of the most prominent leaders we have in Ghana. His name is J.J. Rollins, Jerry John Rollins. The man was a flight lieutenant, very skinny, very small. Two weeks before he did that coup, he was leading an, an inspection of a guard of honor, and the president was following, and he was holding the sword, just leading him to, and they were going around the guard of honor. And what I keep telling people that what he was doing says, you, you don't know what will happen to you next week. You will see what I will do to you tomorrow. I will get you out. You will know what I will do. You, today you are enjoying. Tomorrow you shall see. You know, so, so here is a man leading God of honor. Two weeks. And he had all the plans in his heart and mind. And the boss who was also enjoying didn't know. That's how wicked the heart of a man can be. Amen. And that is the reason why Jesus himself said something and I like. He said, out of the heart of a man proceeds all the issues of life. He said, the murders, the killings, the stealings, the sins, it all comes from here. People can sit down in the night and scheme in their heart. And the following day, you see the execution of their schemes. The heart of a man. Amen. Amen. Have you seen a, a small baby, less than three months, sucking breast, and all of a sudden, he, when the teeth are coming, he bites the mother and looks at the face. <laughs> and I ask you, who taught this? No, I saw that with my. my. He said, hey! I said, what? He said, he's beating me, and the boy is looking at him. <laughs> he has beaten, and he's looking at the mother. Who taught them? <laughs> Amen. He's trying the teeth to see whether they are sharp enough. <laughs> Amen. But that's the heart. Now, so the heart, the heart can be very dangerous. But when we get born again, my goodness, one of the areas God wants you to deal with is your heart. He said, guard your heart or keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it proceeds the issues of life. Keep your heart. Let me tell you, when you are born again and you don't keep your heart, something will enter your heart. I see even hearts that are wicked in the church. I'm telling you. Recently, a pastor called me and said, his assistant pastor has gone to tell most of the congregation that his wife dresses. The pastor is using the money of the church to dress the woman. Meanwhile, I know that this pastor is so wealthy that he is at rather doing many things for the church. 
And a system pastor has concocted story just so that he can break the church and take part. That's even a Christian. Call a pastor. What entered? He didn't keep the heart. I tell my wife every day, I said, watch your heart. Don't let anybody put anything there. You see, I tell them that human beings can do some things and you will change and you will not be who God wants you to be. Because they will so offend you. That's why Jesus said, <laughs> beware of offenses. For you that, has, that is being offended, he says, beware. But for the one that offends, he says, woe is you through whom offense comes. But he says, you beware. You think the people are offending you so you can keep anything in your heart and do it. God will not pardon you for that. Watch your heart. Keep your heart. Protect your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. Because something can come out of it. Anything that you allow into your heart may come out. In fact, you can't pretend to be who you are not. When you sit, that's why I said when you are talking to people, it's what you are hearing them say. It's part of them. So it's very expensive to be joking around people you don't know. Because they may carry something else. One day we're talking to somebody and then a man got up and said, ah, but who is that clown that came here? I said, oh, he's not a clown. He said, but he has met him for the first time. You have come to meet somebody you don't know and you have started clowning. So why won't he? <laughs> Am I talking to somebody? But let me read this scripture to you. Luke chapter 17, the verse 11 to 19. This is a Jesus story. Jesus. Luke chapter 17, 11 to 19. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem. He's talking about Jesus. That he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Say they were cleansed. The Bible didn't say some. He said all were cleansed. They were going and they were cleansed. Because they were supposed to go and show themselves to the, to the priest. So they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face, at the, his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that returned to give glory to God. Save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Hallelujah. So the story is talking about ten people, ten lepers, who met Jesus and cried. And Jesus said, go show yourself unto the high priest. And that is because in those days, when you have leprosy, it is the priest that had to examine you. If you were leprous, then they put you at the outside of the gate. You don't come to mix. Thank God for Jesus who has taken this burden out of our lives. Amen. So, 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 so you stay outside the city. And so Jesus said, go show. And that was because Jesus knew that when they are going, they'll be cleansed. They'll be healed. So, whilst they were on their way, 
They were healed. And then this one realized, hey, something has happened to me. What is this? The, lep the leprosy is gone. He looked at himself. He examined. And he turned and Jesus was going. So he ran back. Went and fell on his face. Glorified him and thanked him. And Jesus' answer to this man is what is very enlightening. He said, were you not ten that were cleansed? But where are the nine? Except this Samaritan who has come to give thanks. It meant Jesus was expecting them to glorify God and thank him. He was expecting. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you this. We don't do things for God to bless us. But when God does things for us, it is our honors to go and thank him so that he can do more. Yes. Because thanking him means you have given him the glory. He does not share his glory with man. So once he does something and you thank him, you have given him his glory. Where his glory has been given, he will do more. So you will realize that in this, in this text, he said, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Now, I try to assume what, what would have happened. Now, you and me know, it's not stated in scriptures, but you and me know that to be whole is different from being cleansed. All right? So let me assume that leper, the leprosy, was a disease that chop, it chops off fingers, chops off the toes. Now, but you could also see the leprosy the, 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 on the skin. So you can see the leprosy on the skin. But one of the effects is that it may chop off your fingers and your, your toes. So let's assume that all of them were lepers for long. Perhaps their fingers were chopped. Then all of a sudden, they realize that the leprosy has been healed. How did they determine it? Because their hands may still be, not be healed. But they could realize that the disease on the, on the body is gone. But I believe that it's possible that when this man went to Jesus, Jesus now sp spoke more healing. He says, now you are whole. That means your fingers will not be short again. Yours will be full. So it could be that when this man became whole, he received new fingers. Whereas the others have been healed. I know a leper who has been healed. I know. But you can see that the toe is still half. I've seen it. So you can be healed. You can be, you can be healed and still not be whole. The lepr leprosy will not be chopping you again. But in this case, Jesus said, go. And I tried to check the Greek word for the being the cleansed and whole. And I realized they were different. The heal means you have been delivered. The, 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 the wholeness means you have not been delivered and saved. Sozo. Whereas the cleansing means you have been treated. Am I talking to somebody? So Jesus was expecting it. Thanksgiving is an expectation of God in our hearts. And very soon I will let you understand that God is not looking for it to bless you. But he's looking for it to do more for you. He has saved us. We need to thank him. He has blessed us. We need to thank him. He has delivered us. We need to thank him. We are up this morning strong. Let me tell you something. Somebody attempted to get up this morning and couldn't get up. Somebody is by now lying in the hospital with oxygen in the... <laughs> put fix on him or her. But you and me are free. So the heart can be anything. 
When you go into the scripture, the Bible, the Bible describes a lot of hearts. It talks about a heart which is impure, a heart which is uh, proud, or the proud heart, the greedy heart, the sinful heart, the impure heart. But the Bible also talks about good hearts. The Bible also talks about the pure heart. The Bible talks about the humble heart. The Bible talks also about a loving heart. And one of the things the Bible also talks about is a thankful heart. That means if a believer, a child of God, you and me can fill our hearts with thanksgiving, we have positioned ourselves for greatness. Let me dare say this, that the position of your heart in terms of thanksgiving can determine your spirituality before God when it comes to certain things. Spirituality. Amen. Because thanksgiving, when God sees your heart which is full of thanks, he positions you somewhere. Because you see, thanksgiving, my goodness, is appreciating God for what he has done for your life, sustaining you and keeping you. So a thankful heart is a very powerful heart. Amen. The Bible says that and let the peace of God rule in your heart to which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful. Colossians 3.15 Be ye thankful. A thankful heart is a state of a, a state of peace of a heart. When you are thankful, peace will prevail over your heart. That is why the Bible says something in, 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 in um, Philippians chapter 4, the verse 6 and 7. Put that on the screen for me. Philippians chapter 4, the verse 6 and 7. Philippians chapter 6. Be anxious for nothing or be careful for nothing. But in everything, see, in everything. Come and shout in everything. In everything by prayer and supplication, with, 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 with. That means thanksgiving must be added to everything, even in your request. Be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, whilst you are committing it to God, add thanksgiving. And let your request be made known to God. And look at the verse 7. And the peace of God, which passes or surpasses all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ. That means, once you start thanking God, there is the peace of God that keeps your heart and your mind and makes sure that you are walking right. I have noticed people who complain about everything, they are full of turbulent times. No peace. Listen, you can choose to thank God for, for the half cup of water, which you are calling half empty. You call it half empty. Why half empty? Can you imagine you are testing somebody gives you half cup of water? They say, This empty cup. Oh. Empty. Half. What can I do with half? But there are many people, that's what they are doing. 
Now, if I give you, if you were thirsty and I give you a half cup of water, half glass, half glass of water, and you complain that it is not full, you would die of thirst. But you could have as well taken it and thank God, and more will come. You will live longer for more to come. Am I talking to somebody? When you, you are full of thanksgiving, you position yourself for peace of God to take you further. The peace of God that passes all understanding. You see, peace of God brings some kind of understanding which is not the normal type of understanding. It surpasses this kind of understanding we need. You will know where the rest of the things will come. Why? Because the peace of God will keep your heart and your mind. I noticed something in life. That anytime I'm thanking God for things even which I don't have, I am paving the way for the things to come. I become so peaceful, not anxious, not worried. So because of that, the things come. Amen? Am I helping somebody at all? Say a thankful heart. Now, we were talking about the presence of God last Friday. And I told you that the presence of God is there for us to enter. God is everywhere. God is also in us, indwelling. All right? Now, one of the ways by which we can enter the presence of God is thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Psalm 100. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. You cannot enter that gate without thanksgiving. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thanksgiving. We enter his gates and his courts with thanksgiving and praise. Whilst we do that, we are entering. That's how we enter the presence of God. Hallelujah. It's very, very important for us to understand. Now, a thankful heart is also an expression of faith to, in God. Faith in God. That is why when this man, when this leper, this Samaritan leper, went back to Jesus, Jesus said, Son, thy faith has made thee whole. She, he came, bowed down, fell before Jesus, thanked him, appreciated him, honored him, glorified him. He said, now your faith has made you whole. Thanksgiving is an expression of faith in your heart. That means you still believe in that God. You can thank him. You can sing thanks. Amen. So it's, 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 it's good that we all carry, we watch our heart and fill our heart with thanksgiving. Don't fill your heart with complaining. I, I, I don't like complaining people. No matter the problem you are facing, don't be complaining. Thank God for what you have. Thank God that you are alive. Thank God that you are strong. Thank God that you have found grace. Thank God that the mercy of God is over you. Thank God that you can speak. Somebody cannot speak. You can speak. Thank God. If you thank God, God will take you further. Stop complaining. Amen. There was a man, a story of a man who was so bitter in life. And he got up and said he's going to hang himself. Africa, when people are going to hang themselves, they find a way of telling people before they go. <laughs> he said he's going to hang himself. So that in case they can be rescued. And then he left. But this one, he left. And people were fed up. They said, you have to go. If you kill yourself, we'll come. He went. And he really went to kill himself. He walked through the bush, got to a place where nobody was. Then he passed through somebody's farm and saw banana. Ripe banana on tree. You know, Africa, you can go to the farm and banana is ripe, ripe on the tree. And bears are eating some. 
He plucked some of the banana, just to go and eat and finish. So he climbed a tree, put his robes together, and ate the banana. And whilst he was eating the banana, he was dropping the banana peels down. By the time he was aware, a madman, mad man had come under the tree. He doesn't know where this man is coming from. And picked the banana peels and was licking them. So he said, what? What I have eaten and thrown the peels away, this man is licking them, thanking God he has got food. What do I have to kill myself for? If I can eat and drop it and somebody will pick it, I have no reason to commit suicide. He thanked God for his life and jumped down. Listen to me. You may not have everything, but you are better than somebody. Why are you still complaining about life? Complaining about things that are not there. Am I helping somebody at all? In my country, the people who are complaining, they are the ones who are creating the problems. They complain. And this, and this, and this. And they say, ah, but what is your problem? Do what you can do. Thank God for where you are. And stop complaining. You know, in the Bible, when the Israelites began to murmur and complain, God was bored with them. One of the things God is bored with when you are a Christian and it's in your mouth is when you are complaining and murmuring over nothing. You mama complain about your wife, complain about your children. Somebody wants one. You have got two. You are complaining. One day, I saw a woman beating child, a child in Africa. Beating, beating, beating. I said, ah, God. People who have and want these children to take care of are not getting. This one, one day we shall go to heaven and ask. This one who doesn't need any single attempt, pregnancy. And I said, God, what is this? I said, one day, yesterday I told the pastor, I said, the day we shall go to heaven, I have questions to ask God. But I may not ask them. By the time you get there, you will be known. You will know as you are known. But I'll ask him, God. So this thing you are doing. The people who have. And want to want to educate the person well. You have come to give to the people who don't have. That is where I believe in adoption. I teach it in my church. The Bible says in the in the first church, each the ones who had, they brought it and they shared it, and none had lack. Now, we can't do that with children. But that gives me an impression. That gives me an impression that sometimes adopting is not wrong. Because you want to take care of a child. Somebody, and those people too, you don't know why, they go once, pine. Once, pine. One's pain. Even when they don't intend, the thing will come. And some of them will defy all kinds of things. But my point is that some people are there too who are complaining of their children. Complaining. Of, and I said, Mom, stop complaining about your child. Thank God for his life. He may be wrong. He may not be right. You are not endorsing it. But thank God. 
and let God have the power. The one who gave you the child can have the power to touch the child. Learn to appreciate what God has done for you. Am I, am I speaking to somebody? You see, today is an international day. Learn to appreciate where you come from. And appreciate other people. People are a gift. One of the greatest things you can thank God for is the people you know. The people who are around you. Let me tell you a case. Let me tell you. In fact, I normally say it this way. On your way up, you will pass people. But don't underrate them. Because you never know when you'll be coming down. Life, life is not like that. You will never know when you'll be coming down. And if you don't treat people well, and thank God for people who are around you, and honor God for the people who are around you, and bless God for people who are around you, when you are on your way down, you will now know they are there. May that not be your portion. I said, may that not be your portion. May the, you see, just thank God for people. There are people around you. You must thank God for your pastor. Hey! Today when I was preparing for this message, this pastor thing came to my mind. Let me tell you something. I've been a pastor for the past 30 years. Pastoring a church. I have planted over 60 churches by God's grace. I have raised more than 150 pastors who are still working. But listen to me. A pastor is somebody God gives to you and you must appreciate and thank God for the pastor's life. Jesus said something. He was passing through a village and he saw a multitude of people. And he saw their spirit. He saw their spiritual state. He said, look at them like sheep without shepherd. I don't know how these people were, but they could be well dressed. They could be rich people. They could be handsome and beautiful ladies and handsome men. They could be very good people who have no need. But when Jesus looked at them, he saw a need. Every human being needs a shepherd. Every human being needs a shepherd. Amen. I woke up today, my wife looked at her phone and told me a story about one of my pastors who had just lost the daughter. I couldn't stand it. I said, Lord, I prayed for him. And I called one pastor, I said, get a ticket, fly to the city right now and be with this pastor till I come. People, pastors, it is when people get into trouble, then they see pastors. When there is a critical situation, then they see pastors. But pastors are least appreciated and thanked. I know you people are good. Oh? No, 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 I'm telling you. Thank God for your pastor. Appreciate God for your pastor and his wife. Because you see, May God not let this thing I'm saying come near you. But when you have a loved one lying critical in the hospital, the next person you want to call is your pastor. Because not, you see, you are not calling because he's special. God has mandated him 
to be a shepherd and he has to act. I don't agree with pastors who don't act as such things. That's why we have pastors and we send them to do. But people, it is something deep. Thanking God. Filling your heart with thanksgiving. It positions you for God to take you to another level of your life. Amen. Thanksgiving brings multiplication. Multiplication. When Jesus took the five loaves of fishes, five loaves of bread and two fishes, they were not enough, isn't it? I'm sure the 5,000 men, we are not told about the women. But normally there are more. So if this man referred to only men, male, then the women were there. Then he takes five loaves, two fishes, and raises his hands out to pray. I'm sure they looked at it like this and said, ah, what is this guy doing? Is he a joker? The people in front, you can imagine, if I was holding five loaves of bread, by the time you proceed, these people here are waiting for it. Will it get to you? But, but Jesus, he lifted it up and said, the Bible said he gave thanks. He did what? He gave thanks. And then he held the bread. I'm sure they were rushing. He said, no, no, let them sit down. Who will sit at the back? <laughs> Mark gives us a picture. He said he put them in groups of 50s and 100s. And ranks. The ranks means he may look at an uh, age group. Uh, the children under 18, they are the ranks. But they were all in groups of 50s and 100s. And he's still holding five loaves and two fishes. The only thing he did was he raised it up and thanked God. And when he gave it out, thanksgiving multiplied it. He knew. He, see, when you start thanking God for things which are not even there, the little you have, when you start thanking God, you are telling God, God, I know you can multiply it. It's a sign of your feet. Yes. And God multiplies it. Thanksgiving brings multiplication. Yes. Thanksgiving brings miracles. At the tomb of Lazarus, Jesus didn't do anything. If I were the one who was called to come and wake up Lazarus, I will go with my prayer team, warriors. And I will let them fast for three days. The one who stand by the tomb will not start singing. Let your mighty fire come down now. Oh, oh Lord, come. We like to warm ourselves with songs. <laughs> we like to warm ourselves with songs. Let your mighty power, oh, come down now. AJ, oh, Lord. We do all kinds of things. We, but look at Jesus. He says, Father, I thank you that you hear me always. Then he took a step and said, Lazarus, come forth. Thanksgiving brought God's power down. Listen to me. I want you to understand. If you want to see God's power in your life, start thanking God. And let me tell you this. If you see anybody whose heart is full of thanksgiving, the power of God is always ready to go with that person. I'm telling you this by experience. It's a spiritual way of positioning yourself for miracles. For the hand of God to be moving. Am I talking to somebody? Are you blessed at all? Thanksgiving. Amen. That's why Philemon 1.6 says, 
that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. That the communication of thy faith will become what? Effectual by the acknowledging. When you start acknowledging and thanking God for smaller things, you get it. Number one, you can thank God for your life. Listen, when you have life, you have it. Life is the most important thing, not money. Did you hear that? I know money answers things. And I know money is the medium of exchange. But even if you have it and you have no life, what is the use? <laughs> so, the first thing to thank God about is your life. You woke up this morning strong. Look at the way we have dressed in our, in our, in our costumes and, and we are here. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm using costumes, but... Uh, <laughs> We are here and we are, we are expressing our joy. We want to thank God for life. That he made us strong enough to be here. Life. Thank God for life. When you get up and you don't have anything to eat, just yawn and thank God that you have life. You know what it means to yawn? I was studying about the hippopotamus. Someone said, why are you studying hippopotamus? I was finding out about semi-aquatic animals. I was reading a lot on it three days ago. And they said it is the animal that can yawn bigger. It opens its mouth at 90 degrees. It can pick up the head of a lion. So lions don't attempt to attack them. They are aquatic, but they are strong on, on the ground. The lions see them, they don't go near, they want the young ones. And when they go into the water too, they are in the water. And the only animal that can prey on them is a, a, what do we call it? Crocodile. And they too fear. Because when that thing opens mouth, so you know why I was studying it? I want to be an expert. Here and here. I want to have my life on earth in such a way that no lion on earth can chop me. And when I step in the spirit, no spiritual lion can touch me. That's why I was just doing those studies. Because we are living in two realms, the world and in the spirit. So we are somehow semi-aquatic in our own sense. Spiritual and yet in the world. Not of the world. It can be very difficult and challenging sometimes. How to die. It's not, it's not, it's not easy. Jesus is the only person who did it so perfectly. You, you, you just have to understand that life is the most important. Your strength. Number two, thank God for salvation. Thank God that you are saved. Listen, this word you are hearing, how many of you are being blessed? How many of you are being blessed? Listen, I'm telling you, there are times, I don't know, by the time something is happening, I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm hearing somebody preach it. God is preparing me. You are blessed to be saved. Salvation is the biggest and the greatest gift God has given you. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? How long will you live on earth? How long? How long? Me, I pray some prayer. Say, Lord, you are sovereign. If you know when I become old, I become a burden to my wife and my kids, please, I beg you. 
Don't get me there. Otherwise, sustain me. So that I don't have that problem. How long will you live on earth? Salvation has been given to you to prepare you for eternity. I thank God for your life. When you came up to speak, God bless you. He was talking to us about how God saved him and thanked him. At this age, he appreciates salvation and he's thanking God. There are many people in church, they don't know that that's the first thing to thank God. Thank you, the Lord, I am saved. It's the greatest thing. Thank God for salvation. Amen. Number three, thank God for his mercies. Daily, his mercies. His mercies are keeping us every day. Listen, you laid down yesterday. I don't know when you went to bed. But when you laid down, how did you sleep? Did you know when you went? And when you were getting up, who tapped you? Who tapped you? You slept. Got up. Amen. Thank God. There was a day I was sleeping in the night. I had traveled out of Ghana. I was alone in a hotel. And I got some attack in the night. Body pain. My heart. In fact, I prayed the whole night. But the more I prayed, the more I Later, I just laid on the floor. I said, whatever happens, let it happen. I'm telling the truth. I laid down. I was tired. And I slept. I told my wife when I got to Ghana. I told my church. I slept and said, whatever happens, let it happen. I was shocked. That was the, the day I woke up so late. I woke up morning and there was sun everywhere. I was shocked to see myself alive. Because I, 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 I was giving up. But for his mercies and grace. You, know, you don't know how many times you have gone through that period. And yet the mercy of God sustained you. Your grace and mercy has brought me through. I'm living this moment because of you. So I want to thank you. And praise you too for your grace and mercies has brought me through. Mercy, the mercy of God. It's enough. Amen. I want you also to learn to thank God and appreciate God for where you are now. Where He has brought you now. Listen, what you have now. That man, your husband now, thank God for him. If he was not there, they will not call you Mrs. <laughs> Thank God for your wife. If he was not there, they will not call you a mister. Uh-huh. <laughs> there are some people they don't see. Listen to me. You need to thank God for where he has brought you. In life. Wherever you are, if you want to see yourself going forward, you need to start thanking God for that. Thank God for what you have now, where you are now, what you do now. Thank God. Some people want it, they can't have it. One of the prayers I heard somebody pray, which has stayed with me long. I wasn't a Christian by then. I went to high school. 
And then in those days, you know, in, in Africa, we go together, we eat together in a hall called the dining hall. And then when we go there to eat, they bring the bell and we all take our plates and go there to eat. We entered to eat. And as a young man who had just come to first grade, first year, they called somebody to pray before we, we eat. And we, we used to do it. They pray, then we eat. They called a guy to pray. He got up and said, uh, some want they don't have. We want we have, so we thank God. <laughs> and everybody shouted, Amen. He thought it was just the shortest prayer and quickly so that people eat. People don't like the long, long prayer. He said, some want they don't get. We want we have, so we thank God. And he was not to say a Christian. But that prayer has stayed with me. It, I tell myself every day, it's one of the most powerful prayers I've ever heard. Some want, they don't have. We want, we have. So thank God. And, and quickly, people started serving the food and we ate. I was eating and thinking about it. People, in fact, actually, people laughed. Because it sounded to be a funny prayer. But it spoke sense to me. Today, it speaks more spirit to me than sense. Because, you see, there are many people in life, if I have to describe in human terms, in human terms, not in God's own terms, I would say they don't deserve a second chance. God doesn't look at that. That's why I say in human terms. Thank God I'm not God. But sometimes our behavior shows everybody that you don't deserve a second chance. Why? The little God has given, where God has brought you, where you are now, you can't even thank God for. You are still complaining. You are still comparing. The Bible said they that compare, comp, compare themselves with themselves are not wise. You need to appreciate where you are. Thank God for where he has brought you. Thank God for what you have. And thank God for what you are doing. And then, that is how the peace of God will take you forward. Yeah. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Say thanksgiving. thanksgiving. Say thanksgiving. thanksgiving. A heart of thanksgiving positions you for greatness. There is a psalm, Psalm 77, the verse 2 and 3. Theologians debate what it is, but... I have looked at the thing and I think it says what it says. Sometimes I disagree with them. Psalm 77, the verse 2 and 3. Look at what it says. I close with that. It says, in the day of my trouble, I saw the Lord. My soul ran in the night and ceased. Not. My soul refused to be comforted. That means this man was in trouble and nothing comforted him throughout the night. And look at it. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained. Now this is the word. The word complain is the one the theologians debate and say it's no complaint. It is complain. <laughs> because when you read the rest of the scripture, when you read what follows, you will know it means complain. I complained, and my spirit was overwhelmed. I so complained 
that my spirit was fainting. That's what the overwhelming is. Fainting. It was like weight. Whenever you don't thank and appreciate God for your life, you are putting more weight on yourself. You, you see people who are having sleepless nights for nothing. You know what? There is a phrase, there's a way I behave. When I am confronted with the most difficult challenges, I leave office early. And I go home early. When I get home, I tell my wife, what is there to be eating? She brings it, I eat, I tell her I'm sleeping. Let me leave the trouble with the troubles. I sleep. And I have a statement. This one, too, shall pass. <laughs> what haven't I seen? I have gone through things. This one, too, it shall pass. I'm not going to put burden on myself. I won't worry. I won't complain. This one, too, shall pass. Like the others that have had. What haven't you gone through in life? You've gone through all kinds of things. They've come and they are gone. And today you are sitting here beautifully. I have good news for you. Just thank God for where you are. Anything you are facing, it will also come to pass. It will be a story tomorrow. It will be a testimony tomorrow. May the Lord fill your heart with thanksgiving. Appreciate God and thank you. Are you ready to thank God? Stand on your feet and let's, let's pray. Stand on your feet. Just thank God for your life. 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 Come on, lift up your voice. Thank him. Come on, thank him. Thank him that you, are, you have life. Thank him. Lift up your hands and thank him. Thank him for your life. Thank him for the people you know. Thank him for your family. Thank him. Thank him for the job you even do. I know the job is not good yet, but thank him for it. The Lord, you have given me a job to do. Thank him for it. Come on, somebody, open your mouth and thank God. Bless him. Mama, mama, mama. Nariata kabaranda riboba bende berekata bashandaraba. Brokateleri alibidi kinema. My God, my God, my God, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We live in on yariata raba sekene. I see God in your life. Pakala baditi. Moshe teke boroko teke. Mama, we worship your name. We worship your name. We worship your name. We worship your name. We worship We worship your name. We worship your name. We worship your name. We worship your name. We 
pioner. some miracles in your life. How many of you want a miracle from the Lord? It can be in any area. Within the next 15 minutes, I'm closing the meeting. But I tell you, there is a miracle waiting for you. There's a miracle working for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lift up your hands to him. Worship him. Thank you, Lord. We worship your name. We worship your name. We worship your name. We worship your name. Before you, Lord, we worship your name. We thank you, Jesus. We worship your name. Oh, Lord, we Lord. We worship your name. Oh, Lord, Jesus. We worship your name. You are mighty, here, Lord. We worship your name. We lift you up, Lord. We worship your name. Oh, upon me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We ask that your power will flow in this house. Let the power of your presence be released. 
let the power of your presence be released from the crown of the heads of your people to the very sole of their feet any man any woman you don't need a miracle and a touch of god father touch them wherever they are release your unction upon their lives change them for their purpose in the mighty name of jesus Up your hand. Moving in this place, I, I worship you. I worship you. Are here. You are here. Touching every heart. Lord, we worship you. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. Oh, you are here. You are here. Healing every heart. Healing every heart. I worship you, Lord. I worship you. This morning I got this. Can you give me something? This morning, I, this morning I got this. 
this pulpit I'm standing on it's not because of me but for the set man of this house God told me something this morning before I came here any miracle you need get to the pulpit get to the stage come and lay hands here we are singing I'm not, I may not touch you if God doesn't ask me to touch you but you know what this is an anointed uh, woman of God can you come up with me just come up with me come and stand here the two shall be one flesh. I thought you would put your hands together. That was what I was going to do if, if, if Doc was here. If he was here, I'm going to call him to come upstage here. We're going to minister. I don't know what is your need in life, but that is what the blueprint I got this morning. This pulpit, this stage is anointed right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You have not gone to an altar before. But we are coming before the altar. This is the place that God has made manifest. And today, I just want to, wherever you are, whatever miracle you need, when you come, just kneel around it or stand around it or whatever you do. That's all I want. Where you make Miracle work and promise keep light in the darkness. Oh my God! If you cannot just touch, be behind somebody and touch the person. You can touch the person. You can touch the person. You are alive. You can touch the person. You don't need to kneel, all of you, but you can touch the person. You are here. Moving in, I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. You are here. With mighty praise. up your voice say whatever you want pray just talk to God talk to God before this altar this is a great pulpit this pulpit out of here the word of God in power goes out just speak 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 in the name of Jesus somebody come and begin to speak your miracle is on the way 
Simple rule. Jesus said, whatsoever he saith to you, do. And that was the secret of miracle. This day, miracles are being conceived and done in your lives. The thing you are battling with for years, I promise you, today, by the grace of God, you are receiving an answer to it. Receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Take hold of it right now in the name of Jesus. Natalia Kabashun Kaleriali. In the name of Jesus. We denounce everything that is of the enemy. We overrule every predictions of Satan. We cancel every machinations of the enemy. In the mighty name of Jesus, we set you on the right path. On the right path. On the right path. Enter into your deliverance. Enter into your miracle. Enter into your breakthrough. In the name of Jesus, we forbid the hand of the enemy to have anything to do around you. We plead the blood of Jesus that speak up better things to speak on your behalf for your deliverance, for your healing, for your blessing, for your breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. Somebody take your miracle. Somebody take your miracle. Somebody take your miracle. I release the anointing this afternoon over your life. I release the anointing this afternoon over your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Receive a breakthrough. Receive a release. 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 The devil is a liar. In the mighty name of Jesus. God came to bless you. You are blessed. I declare your blessing in fullness. Over your whole life. From the crown of your head. To the sole of your feet. I declare your blessing. I declare your deliverance. I declare your prosperity. I declare your breakthrough. Right now. Receive it. Maya takai kando robo sheka, lokoria kanda rabashinde rekotara, laria tekebo robo dikenema. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord Jesus. Everybody, stand. Just stand. Stand. Help them to stand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stand. Thank you. Listen. God is a miracle worker. Do you believe? Do you believe? <laughs> God works miracles. And this afternoon, he wants to bless you with a miracle. I don't know what your need is, but I know. I don't need to know. The power of God here, he knows it. God who created you knows it. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Lift up your hands. Close your eyes, everybody. Usher, just help me. Some few people here. May not be able to stand. I see some of your mics hanging in the middle of human beings. Can they be removed? Your mic stands. Singers. I see some of your mic stands hanging like human beings. Father, I believe you for the life of these ones. I trust you. Your word is powerful. This morning you assured me, you told me that you will meet needs. You will meet needs. You will touch your people. You will solve problems. You will heal their bodies. You will take them out of anything that holds them. I have declared your word to them. Right now, give them a cause to thank you. Father, even hearing this message, may you come through for them. In the name of Jesus, anybody under the sound of my voice that needs a breakthrough right now, Father, I pray touch them touch them 
from the crown of their heads to the very sole of their feet. Release your unction powerfully upon them. Let your hand be mighty. It is done. Oh, my goodness. What an anointing. Look at the glory of God coming upon some of you. I see about four people in this place right now. Something is happening around you. That's a release. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I bless you. Thank you. Jesus. Jesus. What a grace. I see a grace. A new level of grace being released here over somebody's life. A new level of grace. God is taking you into a grace you have never experienced. You know what? He talks about growing in grace. There is a grace we grow into. Today God is moving you into that level of grace. Some things will begin to fall in place. It will amaze you. Because the grace of God will take you into them. Receive it. May it not be a challenge again in your life. In the name of Jesus. I speak the word of God for your deliverance and for your healing. And for your breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your hand be mighty over your people today. Let the power of your glory. The power of your presence. Move in the midst of your people. Oh, yes, Lord. Begin to thank God. Somebody begin to thank God. Just thank him. Just open your mouth and thank him. Don't go. Don't go and sit down. Don't go. Just thank him. I want you to thank him. I want you to open your... Just begin to thank him. We just spoke about Thanksgiving. Something is about to happen to you. Just thank him. Lord, I give you thanks. Lord, I give you thanks. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I honor you. Lord, I know you have done it. In the name of Jesus. I know you have accomplished it. It's a purpose. It's a purpose. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, come on. Some of the men should help me. I thank you. Jesus. Just thank you. Look at the grace of God so strong upon you, woman. Ah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ah. I see the grace of God so strong upon you. Look at this. It is done. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Light in the darkness That is who you are We make miracle work Promise keep Light in the darkness That is who you are You are way maker Way maker Miracle work, promise keeper, light in the darkness. That is who you are. That is who you are. Waymaker. Waymaker. Miracle work, promise keeper, light in the darkness. That is who you are. 
International. For information about Kingswood Ministries, please write 3323 West Summer Road, Chicago, Illinois 60623. Visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.